0: Chapter 11 of Shaggy Man in Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Shaggy Man in Oz by Jack Snow. Chapter 11 What Happened to Shaggy? The grand dining room of the castle was brilliantly lighted by three huge crystal chandeliers. Each of the chandeliers flamed with more than a score of tapering lights, which were reflected shimmeringly in the alabaster ceiling and walls. As soon as Twink, Tom, and Twiffle entered the dining-room, they were espied by the Queen Curtain, who motioned them to sit themselves at her right. The queen curtain and king ticket occupied the head of the table. The lords and ladies of the castle were filing into the dining room, chattering spiritedly and all handsomely gowned and garbed. In a few minutes, they were all seated. There were a few glances, curious ones, at the three strangers at the table, but for the most part, The lords and ladies of the Valley of Romance were far too excited over the play they were to witness that evening to give more than a passing glance to the children and the little clown. The meal passed through many delicious and elaborate courses with no incidents. Queen Curtain played the charming host, occasionally tossing pleasant remarks to the children and Twiffle. Poor lady Q but salt and her tea instead of sugar but she drank the entire cup without seeming to notice her mistake perhaps she really likes it that way to inquisit to tom at the end of the meal King ticket rose and addressed the assemblage solemnly the moment has come for which we have prepared these many days we will now pass into theatre for the first performance of the new play no one spoke this apparently was an important moment The only sound in the vast dining room was the rustling of ladies' skirts and the patter of footsteps on the alabaster floor. Queen Curtain took Twink by the hand and Tom and Twiffle followed into the theatre. It was brilliantly lighted as the lords and ladies settled into their seats. A few of them hurried backstage. They were the ones who worked the scenery and otherwise aided in the presentation of the play. Twink, Tom, and Twiffle found themselves seated in the royal box with King Ticket and Queen Curtain. The house lights dimmed, the curtains went up, and with no preliminaries the play was underway. The two actors walked in woodenly on the stage. They were what dressed in what Tink and Tom could tell was supposed to be armour, but was obviously curtain utensils stuck together, about to fall off. From the words they were saying, the two knights seemed to be getting very angry at each other. Hm hmm. But they looked at the audience instead of looking at each other, and spoke their lines in a dazed, unexcited way, as if they were talking in their sleep. Impossible as it seemed from their lack of action, it became apparent that they were so enraged that they had decided to fight out in a tournament over the quarrel over a lady. Oh yes, there she was at the side of the stage, paying no attention at all to the knights. The tournament seat came next. The knights in the pots and pans were mounted on extraordinary horses. Each was made up of two men covered with tufted candle-wick bedspreads. They too moved about the stage in a slow and sleepy way. The lady who had inspired the fight looked on from a box seat at the edge of the stage, waving a handkerchief. But it had slipped her mind apparently that it was the tournament she was watching and she looked straight at the audience and listlessly waved her handkerchief as if trying to get the attention of anyone who might care to wave back at her. When the knights supposedly rushed their horses at each other and aimed their spears, the steeds ambled closely and slowly in opposite directions, so far apart that they seemed not to be aware of each other at all. When they finally did get together, the horse of the knight, who was to be the winner, slipped and fell down, and the bedspread slipped to the floor. The horse on the knight who was to be victorious had to be reassembled before he could triumph over his victim who had been watching him pick himself up the floor. Twink and Tom had to clap their hands over their mouths to keep from bursting out with laughter. (laughs) They did this because it was apparent that the king, Ticket and the queen turtle and the lords and ladies took the play quite seriously. Indeed, they were widely enthusiastic. Throughout the entire play, the scenery kept topping over. Lord Props provided the wrong sound effects and stayed furniture at every opportunity. Lady Q became so interested in a book of poetry that she had read from this instead of giving the actors and actresses their proper lines. Twink and Tom thought it strange that the people on the stage should mumble their lines so badly and behave altogether together as they were only half awake and moving by clockwork. Act after act continued in this fashion, but the audience saw only the drama as it was intended. The queen and the ladies wept openly, applying delicate lace handkerchiefs to their eyes. <laughs> oh! 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 King Ticket and the lords, being men, contented themselves with brushing away a furtive tear <laughs> and repeatedly blowing their noses loudly in their spotless white linen handkerchiefs magnificent exclaimed king ticket glorious proclaimed queen curtain through her tears this play will run for years it is one of the most greatest romances we have ever staged romance sighed king ticket ah sublime romance there is nothing in the world so touching and beautiful it was near the end of the last act twink and tom were nodding Suddenly, a new actor appeared upon the stage. Twink's half-shut eyes flew open. She grasped Tom by the hands and shook him awake. Twiffle leaned forward, holding on to the edge of the box. None of them said a word. For a few seconds, they merely stared unbelievingly. <gasps> the new character who had come on the stage, and was even then mumbling his lines in a mechanical voice, was the shaggy man. End of chapter 11.